Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. This is the podcast where we dig into the digital revolution and the extraordinary impact it's having on our professional lives, our personal lives, and any space that might still be in between those two. Uh, We're delighted to have with us today one of our longtime monthly digital all-stars, Bonnie Tinder, who's the CEO and founder of Raven Intelligence, which does peer-to-peer type reviews about software implementations, with close uh, involvement of partners and what goes on there. Bonnie, welcome. It's great to see you. Great to see you, Bob, here electronically, but we got to see each other live and in person this week, which was exciting. We did, we did. And Bonnie, I might be mistaken, but the lines, the curtain behind you, whatever that thing is, that has a little bit of a hotel look to me. Oh, yes. Uh, I am actually, I uh, am here Broadcasting live from uh, Las Vegas, um, and yes, so I've been in two uh, cities this week traveling. I'm here for the Unleash Conference, which nice. is uh, an HR uh, an HR technology conference um, with about um, several thousand um, HR folks who are here. Um, so yeah, we've had a full week. Well, <laughs> yeah. Bonnie, fantastic, and I know as you mentioned, we got to see each other. Uh, Oracle held a couple of analyst summits this week for applications and database, and you and I ran each other the one at uh, at the app on the application summit there for Oracle. And you know that is really your area of expertise here, and so much of what Raven Intelligence does so well is looking into the strategies of the big software vendors and then how they work with partners to deliver you know, great value for customers. So Bonnie Wanda would love to hear your thoughts on, you know, from the Oracle Application Summit, what uh, what struck you there as the big things? Yeah, well, when I attend these analyst summits, I I look at them from a little bit of a, a different lens. I'm, I'm not a typical analyst per se, um, but what I'm there to really listen for is number one, what's the customer experience? So whenever an analyst uh, event has a customer panel or multiple customer panels, those are the things that I'm like, they're taking tons of notes for um, to, to understand, okay, so what is this, this technology that they're pre- presenting? How does this look in real life? Um, and then the second, uh, I think, perspective that, that I'm looking for is the implementation side of the technology that they're talking about. So as I am listening to the different, um, you know, innovations that are presented, um, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, number one, how much does this cost to get implemented up and running? What's the effort involved and who's doing it? So again, when I am interpreting sort of like some of these things uh, that Oracle presented or any software really vendor that I, I attend, that's sort of the hat that I wear. Um, and I thought it was a really, really beneficial uh, event. Um, you know, we were there together at CloudWorks, uh, I'm sorry, at uh, CloudWorld back in October. And this was an annual uh, chance for Oracle to get the, the analyst groups together, um, you know, I think by by annually. Um, and they had... Uh, all of their senior leadership there uh, to present on on various topics. It was a well-attended event at their HQ, um, really well-organized. So, um, you know, I think 
me as well as all of my colleagues um, felt like it was it was very very beneficial. You know, and Bonnie, you know, in particular, I think with what uh, Raven Intelligence does and what you've been doing for the last few years is, you know, servicing this this whole customer experience notion that you talked about. So um, I'm going to turn it over to you here in a second, but I thought it was fascinating when Steve Miranda, who's the the longtime EVP of Applications Development at Oracle, um, somebody who knows customers incredibly well, knows the technology very well, but when he came up there on stage early, he was sort of laughing uh, at himself a little bit. He was laughing with himself. A couple of times he said to everybody, he said, look, I know you're not going to believe what I say, but I hope you believe what our customers are going to say on this panel here. So um, I think Steve has established himself as somebody very high credibility. But ultimately, as he was saying, you know, the um, it, it, there's nothing with the credibility of a customer referral or a customer testimonial. So, uh, I did think it was interesting that you see a company like Oracle now who's willing to say stuff like this. Don't believe what I say, but listen to what the customers say. So, mm-hmm. um, Bonnie, sort of with that as a little bit of a stage setter, let me turn it over to you for what your big impressions were from the insights that Oracle was uh, giving up about what it's doing with its applications business and customers. Yeah. Well, um, you mentioned Steve Miranda, uh, EVP Application Development he, he actually kicked off the day. And, you know, one of his first statements was the change um, that Oracle is going through from being a technology company um, to a services company. And, um, you know, it's sort of a, a paradigm shift. While Oracle is still very much a technology company selling software, their delivery model is moving more toward a consumable services type repetitive business than it is, you know, the singular software installs of the past. Um, And we saw in some of the, you know, the new product areas and new service bundles that they're proposing in the future, um, you know, that that sort of shift shift happening. Um, So, you know, I I think that that was a a really interesting way to to kick off the day sort of to level set things. Um, And, you know, the the things that they said are top of mind for their customers that they're solving for through their product lines are things like um, inflation and cost of living, right? This idea of cash flow. Um, you know, number two, staffing shortages and the cost of labor. Um, that's enormous. It's and, you know, I'm here at the Unleash conference this week, which is an HR conference. That's, that's all everybody is talking about here is. How do we hire faster, more effectively, and control the cost of the labor force? Um, you know, train our, upskill our employees, all of that. So that's top of mind um, for, you know, really the, the entire industry. Um, you know, they talked about, uh, or, or talked about the challenges customers have with demand planning and some of the customers that were on the panel talked about you know, the shift that they had during the pandemic of moving from a small company to a big company practically overnight. And this challenge that they had, how do we model our data so that we can plan for future growth type of fluctuations, whether that's getting bigger, whether that's uh, protracting, um, you know, this idea of demand planning is a big deal. Um, And then finally, supply chain flexibility is, you know, how 
can my company manage the supply and demand that we have for products and materials and, um, you know, ensure that our products are able to get to market in accordance to what the, the customer needs are. So those were the overarching um, sort of market demands uh, that they're hearing from customers and that they're looking to help solve for within their technology services area. Yeah, yeah. And Bonnie, I thought too it was, uh, and, you know, Steve brings this up whenever he speaks publicly, but he was saying this shift from product to services, it isn't just like, you know, you go and uh, push a couple buttons on a machine and instead of, you know, this coming out, that comes out. He said it was, how we think, how we engage, what the culture of the company is, this notion of, you know, when does a deal really begin? When does it really end? Uh, what's the responsibility? So uh, I, I thought it was a, um, it's easy to say we're going from products to services, but the doing of it is really an end-to-end -end thing. There's not a single or uh, functional area or department within Oracle that has not had to change to map to that big, um, that big shift that Steve described there. So I think you, mm -hmm. uh, by describing it and what the customers are looking for, it really underscores the ways that companies today, yeah, you want to shift into this and the subscription economy, you know, it, it, this isn't just an accounting function. It involves every single part of the company, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. And, you know, I think this idea of flexibility, flexibility in the relationship with your vendor you know, the services model can be so much more adaptable to, you know, to change over time and to meet the needs of, of clients. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's, you know, it's a where the market is is going in terms of, of software. And, and certainly that's what customers are asking for, too. And then, Bonnie, you also sort of highlighted this notion of how it isn't just uh Oracle applications going from product to services, but the interconnection between the applications Oracle offers and infrastructure. That's right. That's right. So, so Oracle is both an application as well as an infrastructure platform. And that really makes them unique in the industry. There's, you know, their peers, um, you know, have application suites, but don't offer the infrastructure platform, which they mentioned, you know, really helps in, uh, system performance and uptime and, and things like that. And those are some of the big focus areas for them. Um, you know, it's one of their competitive strengths and their ability to sort of deliver everything that a customer needs under a single umbrella. And they mentioned something that I thought was, was really funny that I can, will continue to use is that during the pandemic, companies had um, a need to solve immediate pain points. And so within a company, you would see different functional areas purchasing point solutions that would solve a particular pain point and, you know, speed the time to get something done during the pandemic to adapt to that, that period of time. And that idea or that, um, you know, that, that situation resulted in this giant hairball of products so that hairball is, is like in, in my mind is, is what sticks out because it's absolutely true you know this conglomeration of different product products has become really difficult and expensive for customers to support and you know i think i think oracle is is trying to help customers take a step back now and addressing 
um, you know, the, the hairball effect, so to speak, and, um, you know, allowing customers to, um, you know, unify the products that they have through the Oracle suite. So they're, they've really created a broader set of products that all work together more efficiently than these individual point solutions. So I think the, you know, the overarching message that I heard throughout many of the presentations was, you know, we want to be the unified system that is everything a company needs, essentially. Yeah. And Bonnie, if I could offer one follow-up to, you know, the, that great overview you just offered, it would be that, you know, uh, and this is something that Steve Miranda talked about. He said, uh, as, as because we have that dual status applications and infrastructure, he said, when companies come in and he said, they don't have to talk to Oracle at all about uh, Oracle cloud infrastructure, but he said, they're just buying the applications and with those applications, they get a new data center, they get a new operating system, they get new security, they get new storage, new, you know, all the advantage of the uh, of Oracle's infrastructure capabilities. And Steve used that term technical debt. He said how more and more that the customers that the applications team sells to is seeing our buying applications over here, but the impact that we get on our uh, the technical debt we've built up in the infrastructure is significant. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that you, you raise a really good point there about the synergy and the customer benefit that comes from that application plus infrastructure positioning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I think an, another thing that um, that they spent a lot of time on was um, a renewed focus on customer success. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Gary Miller was sort of on point for this area. He's the chief uh, customer success offer, officer, and um, he really detailed a new strategy to ensure that customers are satisfied, mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout the life cycle. And it starts even at the sales process level where they're looking to streamline, you know, the sales team. And so that you don't have five different salespeople to five different product areas. They're really wanting to minimize the point, points of contact that customers have with Oracle yeah. um, and, and really take away the disparity or disparate salespeople and sales process that customers have today. Um, I think that's a, that's a great start. That's going to be very visible to clients um, from the get-go. I think that's a step in the right direction for sure. Um, and then, you know, something that's absolutely near and dear to my heart um, was this uh, focus on new programs, new training for partners uh, to uh, get them certified to implement um, and then, you know, really hold them accountable for implementation success. They mentioned 80% of their implementations are done by partners today. They want to make those partners more effective, more efficient in the process, and they're doing a variety of things um, to help, you know, level them up and give them tools to to do implementation better. Um, so, you know, I think that's an important area. It's something that, of course, I look at every day, uh, and Raven Intelligence looks at is, is what is the success rate of these implementations and individually, how are these partners performing? Because there's a lot of variance in our industry in terms of, of partner success. And, um, you know, so this idea of really ensuring after a deal is sold that it's implemented well uh, to the customer's expectations 
um, I think that's a, you know, it's an important area that, you know, they're, they're now focused upon, which is, which is a good thing. Um, you know, and, and, you know, on the same vein of, of customer success too, um, they talked about their customer community platform for peer exchange and collaboration. It has 325,000 members. Um, you know, I, I think that that, that's that's really interesting too. That that wasn't just brought up by Gary Miller, but in multiple presentations um, about this customer community where customers feel like they have an online uh, users group, so to speak. Yeah, Bonnie, that that sure jumped out at me too because that I guess the past model was if I spend you know say ten fifteen million dollars with Oracle applications, and I'm going through this and I call the salesperson, I say, hey could you connect me with some other company that's gone through this the way I have? And so says, sure, you know, well, we'll look into this. We'll look into this. But, uh, and then, you know, whether or not Oracle has somebody else who's real happy in that thing, and this is in the past, um, that, you know, they might connect them to somebody, they might not. So when you talk now, Bonnie, about 325,000 different members of this peer community network, that's a very valuable thing. I think it's one of the fantastic things about what the cloud has done of, shifting over this whole opportunity for customers to be able to speak with their peers. Um, so it's just, you know, one more thing, like you said, near and dear to your heart at Raven Intelligence of how it's just that the, the cloud is so much more than just a different type of technology. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, all the great technology in the world is meaningless unless customers can get it implemented effectively and, um, you know, so I, I think this this renewed focus on the implementation and partner work is, is going to serve them well. And Bonnie, what about what were your impressions about the uh, industry specific or vertical solutions? Yeah. Um, so uh, Mike Cecilia uh, heads up this area and they talked a lot about this idea of their vertical versus horizontal focus of customer success um, and really asking themselves, can we solve the entire problem in a particular industry, not working backwards from here's our product, how can we make it fit for a particular industry? Mm -hmm. um, and they gave a lot of examples, particularly in healthcare um, that showed you know, a deep level of experience across the entire platform from, you know, patient records and, you know, healthcare management all the way into employee management and the HCM um, design for healthcare organizations. So, I mean, that was one example of like just how deep they are. And, um, you know, Mike gave, a, you know, showed por the portfolio of customers listed by uh, individual vertical area. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, it was it was significant in every single one of the domains. They had a you know, really solid portfolio there. But, you know, I, I think, too, it's, it's really smart for them to go deep vertically because, you know, when they can bring customers best practices and, you know, domain expertise in a particular area as opposed to, you know, broad technology that they try and make fit, um, you know, into a vertical. I think, uh, you know, customers really respond well to that. 
And Bonnie, you know, uh, I I think in the afternoon of that application summit, I was in a different breakout session than you were in. I was in one where there, there were a lot of the Cerner and healthcare people, and Mike Cecilia was in this one as well. One of the things that he pointed out, and the executive vice president from Cerner, a guy named uh, Travis Dalton, he echoed this. He said it's absolutely the new reality for him. He said, you know, technology touches every part of a healthcare organization. He said, you might come in and say, well, I want to talk to Cerner about your Millennium electronic health record. But before that conversation's over, there's also a discussion about ERP or HCM or these other things, because, you know, so many of these hospitals and, uh, you know, you know, there's far better than I, Bonnie, there. They've had a hard time keeping up with the waves of technology change. And in these days, with the the incredibly demanding need for um, nurses, for you know technicians, for doctors, it's just so challenging for them to keep up. So the, this old the old model was you know there was a separate development team and sales team that tried to sell the vertical industry stuff, and then over here with the LOB apps and people selling. Uh, technology is third team, like you said earlier, so many people calling on the clients, and now it's really been streamlined. Uh, and I think it's great for customers that the tech companies are starting to knock down their internal silos and instead are making it easier for their customers to access the different capabilities that the tech companies have through the eyes of the customer instead of you know, just sort of sending wave after wave after wave of salespeople to customers until either the customers lock the door or they just say, okay, look, I'll buy one of each, just get the hell out of here and leave me alone. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, if, if the product is truly integrated, then so should the sales team be. Um, and yeah, customers do not appreciate, you know, having 15 different sales reps uh, and points of contact. That's for sure. And Bonnie, no discussion of, you know, technology these days would be complete without, you know, a focus on AI. So what did you hear at the Oracle Application Summit that uh, really struck you? Yeah. So, um, you know, Steve Miranda, that was a section in his presentation. And then I was in the HCM breakout with Chris Leone, um, who's EVP GM of, of the HCM group specifically. Um, they, they spent uh, most of, honestly, the, the presentation on what they're doing in the AI area. Um, and they have uh, just released a product called Oracle Grow, which is uh, essentially it's an employee experience extension uh, to the Oracle Me product that helps their employees um, either, number one, grow in the job that they, they have today, or number two, uh, grow in a job or their career path within the company. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's all of the AI, um, you know, tools are embedded within this Oracle Grow application. Um, and, you know, it, it helps with things like learning recommendations or, um, you know, here, here's the skills that you have here's particular gigs within the company that might be appropriate. Or, um, you know, here is, uh, you know, a particular, uh, you know, job that could be available in the future. You know, here would be the progression to get there. 
things like that where an employee can visually see, all right, I want to stay with this company because I see myself here growing over over time and, and they're investing in me as an employee to get me there. I think, you know, these are answers um, or th this product is an answer to um, you know some of the disparate products that companies have like Degreed and Eightfold and Gloat and some of those point solutions that do that. Um, what Oracle Grow allows companies to do is have it under a single umbrella and not be supporting multiple disparate products. So, you know, I don't know if it's going to necessarily displace uh, Degree Date Full and Gloat immediately, but it has the capacity to to be a, a full suite solution so that companies can do everything under uh, under that single umbrella. Well, Bonnie, I had heard a little bit about Grow, and <clears throat> let me you know, run this idea past you, see if you think it it makes sense that it seemed to me like one of those things, as you described it, it gives uh, employees the tools to either build a career in a direction they're already on, or as you've said, develop the skills that let them, you know, zig or zag in an organization and go in a different direction. If it's able to do that, is it also fair to say then that from the employer side, um, it helps them fill in the skills gaps that are just emerging in you know every organization these days. So it's good at from the employer side and the employee side. Yeah, for sure. And and the the me portion, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the role portion of it, I think is like the employee interface um, where they feel like it's a personalized look at who I am and it's you know a one to one sort of uh, product. As you mentioned, in terms of identifying um, as an organization, um, you know, and planning for what sort of talent workforce do I need in the future and what do I have today and how can I upskill my workforce today to be that, um, you know, organization that we need to be in the future. It allows companies to see, all right, here, here are my gaps. This is what we need to provide if we were to take our you know, our, our workforce that we have today and level them up in a particular area. So um, I think it's the, the grow product is, is not necessarily the administrative part. I think the Oracle Me product continues to be where the, you know, HR planning and, um, you know, forecasting is done in terms of skills, um, whereas the grow product, I, I believe, is the employee experience portion of it. Um, you know, thing that, that I listened for was, okay, what's the effort to get this live for customers? Um, and from, you know, I think the initial things that I heard was that it's not a full implementation. It's not even really a new uh, product implement uh, install, so to speak. It's, it's really an option that gets turned on within the system. Um, and and I think it will be generally available, um, you know, uh, soon. Um, you know, they also talked a little bit about the uh, AI, generative AI that's coming in for sure in June for Oracle Me. And that has things like the um, generative AI capabilities to write job descriptions or performance reviews. It's some of that embedded, you know, chat GPT type of stuff that um, can help in efficiency for job description creation and, and things like that. That's different than Oracle Grow, I believe. Um, but, you know, in terms of the AI, um, you know, focus and using some of these new generative AI tools, that was also, um, you know, touched on in, in the HCM track as well. Okay. Okay. Well, Bonnie, it sounds like it was uh, your impressions of it were 
uh, I think overall pretty positive. Uh, seems like they're getting together on all the sorts of things that that you always pound on about the technology is great, but you've got to make that connection with the customer and have the partners in place to be able to fill in all the little gaps, you know, more and more essential today. So uh, it seemed like it was a, a, a pretty good event. You, you, you uh, positive about where Oracle's headed or not so positive? Yeah, no, I, I think um, you know, very positive. I think we'll see in October, um, you know, at Cloud World, you know, how some of these, uh, you know, really solid concepts actual materialize. Um, you know, will they move the needle in terms of, you know, an uptick in customer satisfaction rates and adoption, uh, growth within the existing customer base so that we actually see customers that are purchasing more Oracle products to add to the suite? Um, I think they're really well positioned, but, you know, time will tell and we'll see in October how many of these, these customers are using some of these new advancements and programs. Well, great, Bonnie. I think as always, you you uh, you know surface so many interesting ideas and try to help you know keep the focus in the right place on uh, you know what customers this, this technology can be great, but what do what has to happen on the partner and customer end to make that customer walk away feeling like okay, I'm better off than I was before. That was great. Now on to the next thing. That's right, and the proof is in pudding. I mean, we'll see it in the reviews um, on RavenIntel.com. Um, you know, the, you know, the impact this is having on, on customer success. And, um, yeah, I, I believe it'll have a positive impact for sure. All right. And, uh, Bonnie, uh, so one more trip to Las Vegas here, it seems to be, uh, you know, the inescapable, uh, destiny of people here in the tech industry. I, I hope it goes well for you and, uh, safe travels home. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, and folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here. She's Bonnie Tinder, Raven Intelligence, and she knows what's going on. See you next time.